Welcome back to Grand and Spirits Podcast, a place where you can learn how to connect with nature, new perspectives, and most importantly, yourself. I'm Laura Lynn, and today we're finally going to talk about sex. Um, I have been talking about this episode for a couple of weeks now, and I've been just like, gathering a bunch of like facts that I like have been like searching, and then also just like through my meditations and like how like how we should have like our our relationship with our bodies and I while doing that I realized that I missed some parts of the first uh like the part one of this and so I'm gonna go into that first but don't worry I'm not gonna do it like I did last time like I felt so bad where it was like it's kind of like have you ever seen like those those like um snapchats like story that's like not like on a personal but like the ones that you can like on the discover page and they like just like add 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 and then like at the end it's like nothing so I'm sorry if it felt like that but I hope that you did learn something from the um from like the relationship with your body part and then now now we're gonna talk about the sex part um so yeah so if you want to stay tuned and learn more about that awesome I'll see you after the break Okay, so to begin, just like a quick recap, um, just that your body, is, even though it's of this earth and it is part of nature, it's also super energetic. And so the weight that you have, wherever you're, wherever, like, wherever you have, like, extra weight in your opinion, it's based on, like, your your energy, like, where you're holding energy, and you have to, like, let that energy go, um, so, like, everyone's, like, oh, like, you just have to, like, work hard, and diet, and exercise, and I feel like that's, like, the, I want to say cheat way, and I know that's gonna, like, come off wrong, but what I mean by that is that it's, like, you're kind of forcing it, like, you're, forcing okay like let's say like when you were trying to remember something like you think like repetition is what's gonna actually like help you remember it and it'll help you for a little bit like you'll remember it by repeating it over and over to yourself but long term you're not gonna remember that through repetition and the same thing goes like for diet and exercise it it will work you will be able to like lose the weight and do whatever you like achieve your goals but it's going to come back unless you keep doing that over and over and over again. Just like with the repetition. Long term, if you don't repeat something to yourself every single day, it's not it's it's not going to stick, you know? To actually remember something, you have to connect it with other parts of your, of like, okay, so it's neurons that wire together, fire together. Um... And so basically, you already have like these neural pathways, and so if you want to remember something, then you have to like put it into a schema of something that you already remembered, and that's like how you kind of how you create the branches. You have to like apply it to your life somehow. So, for instance, right now I'm staring at a poster where there's like little bits of like all of the um, zodiac signs. And I've never sat down and actually, like, studied it and was like, okay, I have to remember, like it says here, um, Aries are adventurous, strong, energetic, outgoing. Like, I've never sat down and actually, like, memorized all of these things. Or even, like, the fact that, like, the water signs are Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. I've never sat down and, like, 
force myself to remember that. It's just come naturally through my own investigation um, or even like on Instagram and TikTok, like the accounts that I follow, it like comes back. And so one could say like, oh, like that's repetition. So it is, that's why it is sticking in your brain. But I would say that it's more of because I have an interest in it and because I know people who have um, like these placements that that's why I'm able to um, remember it. So similarly with like weight and stuff, you could like constantly be like working out and working out and then you will have like the body that you want. But the second that you stop, it's gonna, you're gonna go back to how you were before. Um, and, or sometimes like they say, like you even gain more weight um, after you stop. So then one may say, well, then just don't ever stop like always be working out like make that part of your of your lifestyle but the thing is I feel like that's like kind of unrealistic like how can you incorporate something to do like every single day of your life I feel like it'll get to a point of like burnout and I feel like that's not necessarily healthy either you know so so yeah it's like kind of like harsh and it's like okay well you need a balance and what's interesting is like I have built this this um podcast about balance like trying to find balance and all of these things and I literally just got off um the phone or like Skype not Skype Zoom or whatever um with someone heard this interview is amazing it's gonna it's like so cool um so, like, I, I literally just got off the phone, and she was, like, talking, like, she, like, briefly said it, like, and I hate the word balance. I was, like, what? And so, like, I asked her to, like, talk more about it. And you'll hear, like, the whole interview, like, probably in a few weeks. Um, but she was, like, yeah, because it's kind of something that you, you don't, like, you can't ever really achieve because every day is going to be different. Everybody has, like, their own way of balance. But the thing is, is that you can't really call it balance because if you looked at someone who, like, for time, for instance, like, how can you balance time A, but B, like, everybody will have their own different ways, so how can you say, like, this is the right way to balance? And I'm like, hmm, that's super interesting. Um, so I agree with that now, and I'm glad that I had already changed, um, the podcast like instead of saying like seeking to balance now it's more about connecting and so like I feel like intuitively I already knew that maybe that wasn't the best way like the whole balancing thing but I said it was interesting that she like Loki called me out without calling me out because she didn't know you know like I had changed it before she and I had even connected so kind of interesting um but anyway yeah so the whole point is that so you might be listening and being like okay like if you can't like work out and do what everyone tells you to do to lose weight then how are you gonna lose weight and so this is like what I was like kind of talking about in the last episode of this um is that you you have to do it um energetically you can't, you can't lose the weight through, like, these other means. It has to be energetic. And then you may say, well, like, not all skinny people, um, not all skinny people are, like, perfect 
in their um like energetic journey you know but that's like the cool part is that um a long time ago probably like last december um i had a guest on the show um his name was chris plurd and he like went through like these different like buckets that we have so we have like our financial bucket and our health bucket and our emotional bucket and our personal bucket and our spiritual bucket i feel like those are the five um and each of these buckets you like put a a number of like how fulfilled you are right well the thing is is that if you have a banging body and a lot of people like even like growing up i would get so upset because so many people they'd be like it doesn't matter how much i eat like this is the body that i have and like that's it you know um and so they would say maybe that they're like a 10 on that like level but maybe of those other five like if that one's a 10 maybe the other ones are like twos and fours and like they still have things to work on whereas somebody else who might be a little chunkier might have like a 10 in their personal like they feel so good about um like where they're at or where they're at financially you know like it like kind of like balances out that way and so the realization that I just came up with yesterday is that depending on where we are on our vibrational journey so like you know like the ones one and two hundreds aren't like the highest vibrationally um those like it kind of like gets averaged out in those like five buckets and I'm sure there are more I'm just like thinking of these five buckets Um, but I'm sure there are a lot more out there and so basically it all evens out so if somebody is skinnier they might have like lower something else or someone if someone is super rich they might be low on other ones if they're not genuinely happy because these buckets are all about having a fulfilled life which is what the whole point of life is you know is to be fulfilled so that we can learn what we're supposed to learn in this life and so that we can move on to the next life um and so So yeah, so it's all energetic. So all we have to do is like think about it for ourselves and and to just like work on ourselves. Like I'm feeling like my heart chakra is like lighting up right now. Um, Yeah, we just have to like think about ourselves and just like love our body. And then what's also interesting is I was um, (laughs) I was just like watching TV and stuff and I was like looking at all of these like um well actually okay I was watching Scooby-Doo like the first the first one like that it was made back in 2002 and I was looking at like it was honestly such an awful movie like if you haven't watched it in like 20 years this is my first time ever watching it by the way but if you hadn't watched it in the 20 years go back and watch it because it was like very spiritual in a way but like not but it was like cool how they would like get these like demons out of their bodies and it literally like that's literally how it feels like when you release energy and then they were like showing like how their spirit is like different than their body and like when like fred's spirit is like checking himself out like on his body and he's like really liking his body and like all this stuff and it was like really interesting like to see like the relationship between like spirit and body um but so that was that was the good part of the movie the bad part is like how like dainty they they show um Daphne to be 
Like, she can't do anything. She's always getting captured. Like, she's just, like, a damsel in distress. And I like how at the end, they, like, kind of tried to flip it. And they were, like, oh, like, she, like, was the one who, like, saved the day at the end or whatever. So, like, they were trying, but it was still, like, at the beginning, it was so bad. Um, But anyway, so I was, like, looking, and I'm, like, okay, like, these are, like, the role models that we had growing up, you know? Like, this is how you're supposed to look. And when I was looking at her, I'm like, that's not what my body is going to look like, like when I'm healed and stuff. Like, I feel like we all have our own, our own perfect body. Like I was talking about in the last episode that we all have like our own imagination and we can't let others imagination like get, get in that way. Um, and then um, I also wanted to like talk about what I said in the last one about like the colonizers and all of that. And I feel like yesterday it kind of like hit me like this, nothing is real. Nothing is real and everything is real. So nothing is real in the way that like whatever we want, like in like the Ariana Grande song, like you want it, you got it. Or, I want it, I got it. And you literally just have to like, walk to it like literally all you have to do whatever you want you just walk to it you just get to that place um energetically and and you got it like you can literally like do whatever you want so if you want to be skinnier then you just like tell yourself like I want to be skinnier and then you will be and it's like literally that easy um but it's just a matter of, like, getting, like, the hard part, the easy part is, like, saying it, obviously. The hard part is, like, getting your vibrations to that level. So to let go of jealousy, to let go of shame and guilt and all of that stuff to get to the place where you want to be. And, and yeah, I just think that that's, like, so cool. And so, anyway, so, like, we hear a lot about, like, um like okay for instance black women they have been oppressed for hundreds of years a hundred percent agree um and then a lot of people especially like when the whole black lives matter movement was going on like at its height um there were a lot of black creators on tiktok like kind of complaining that um that black women's bodies have been so oppressed for hundreds of years but now it's like their bodies is like what's in fashion, like, with the big buds and big lips, um, and, and yeah, I 100% agree, and, like, I understand, like, how that could be frustrating, but you're still giving power, like, you've been so oppressed, like, the whole whole learned helplessness thing, like, you've been so oppressed for so long that, you can't, you can't live that way anymore. You have to be able to like get into your heart and forgive. And that's how you'll be able to, to grow and to, to be as like fruitful as, um, as these people that you hate. Because something that I realized for myself was that, um, everyone always says like money is like the root of all evil or like money is like what changes people and like what makes them bad and all of that kind of stuff. And I, I've low key have had these like money blockages because of it. I've blocked money from finding me because I'm like, I don't want, like I've been like so upset with like the quote unquote the man that I've been blocking myself from being like the man because the man has money. 
you know? And so I feel like I've been blocking myself because I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't want to be like that person. And so I don't want anything to do with like that kind of person that they have money. So like by saying I want to be the complete opposite is saying that I don't have money. And now what I've been learning is that like I did a whole episode about um, my relationship with money. Um, but what I failed to realize then that I realize now is that you, you can be different with money. You, like money isn't bad and you deserve money. And it was like that whole thing about like deserving that. And when I went to like that whole like deep place about like, do I deserve this house and stuff? And it's like, you do because you have been working hard. And the thing is, is that like, even like with our hobbies, we're like, oh, like we shouldn't get paid for that. Like, that's just a hobby, like whatever. But like, why? Like you should get paid for everything. And what's so cool is that by doing the things that you love, you will get paid. And I don't necessarily mean like paid, like, oh, I'm going to have like all this money in the bank. And like, it could be that a hundred percent could be that. But what I mean is like, you're going to get paid, um, through energy and what is money? Like it's energy. And so that's like what I mean. And then I had this like whole realization because I told you last time I'm writing this book about sex and it is such a fun book. Like I'm so excited for people to get to play these games because it's so much fun. Um, and I'll tell you more about the book in a bit, but, um, but then I had this like whole like talk with like my higher self and I was like, um, they were, oh, so they were like, oh, like you need to, like, work, work on your book, um, and I was, like, um, oh, so they're, like, you need to work on your book so you can make a lot of money, and then I was, like, well, no, like, I, I don't, I'm not doing it for the money, I'm doing it because it's, like, fun, you know, and then, like, my higher self got so mad at me, and I don't mean, like, mad, like, like, grr, mad, (laughs) I don't know, but I mean it more, like, they were, like, not disappointed. I don't know what the, what the right word is, but basically it was just like, but why not? Like, why are you just doing it for fun? Like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you put it, put your book out there to make money? You know, like it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever heard this one where it's like the, when God, um, when there's like a, a flood and this woman, um, is like these people come by and they're like hey um like come on this boat with me and she's like no like god's gonna save me and so then like these um this helicopter comes and like come with me like you're gonna die she's like no god's gonna save me and then she ends up dying and she's like god why didn't you save me and god's like i tried like i sent those people to get you on the boat i sent that person on the helicopter like you have to do something too and I kind of felt like that um with the whole like oh well I don't need the money I'm doing this for fun and it's like no like this is God providing for you this is the universe providing for you that I had this idea to write this book and I had fun doing it and so why wouldn't I want to get paid for it you know 
And it's kind of like with this podcast too. Like I honestly, like, I feel like I've paid more money to have this podcast than I've gotten from this podcast, but yet I still do it because I love it. And I love sharing my, my thoughts and I love documenting like how, how much I've grown. And I hope that like, you've been able to like grow and learn through it too, you know? And so like, it it was all kind of coming together. And so like all of that, to say that, um, I kind of got like off tangent. This is just like things that I've been thinking about in my head. Um, kind of got off tangent about the whole body thing, but um, the point is, is that by having like by having these blocks, you're having this energy stored into your body, and so you have to like let go of all of that in order to to be your best self. Oh, so that's what I was talking about with the movie. So I was like looking at her body and I'm like, like, it's great that that's her body, but that's not my body. That's not the body that I chose in my soul contract. And so I have to, so I feel like I keep like looking at other people's bodies to try to say like, oh, like what's my body going to look like once I like shed these pounds. But the thing is, is that uh, oh, that's a great TikTok that just came up in my head that it was like, you can't say you want to lose weight because your mind, your like your consciousness is like, you never want to lose anything. And so it's a perceived as bad in your own head, even though there is no such thing as good and bad, but in your own head, you're seeing it as bad. And so you don't want to do it. So you like hold on to it because you're like, oh, like I don't want to lose. I have to hold on to everything, you know, but it's not it. You have to just let things flow as if you're like on a river and you're just flowing. You can't have resistance to anything because if you're resisting it, then you're not allowing the flow and you're going to like hold on to things. And so every single night before I go to sleep, I think about, is there anything that happened today that I need to let go of? And what's so wild is like these last few weeks I've been traveling and that's why I've been like kind of slacking on like getting the website up, getting um, like podcasts out. I was supposed to do Wednesday, Sunday, and it's been more just like Wednesday and then today, Thursday. So I do apologize for that. But yeah, I haven't been home. I've been traveling. So anyway, um, the first few days it was traveling with like my husband's parents and um, like things would come up. I mean, obviously just like family struggles, whatever. And um, every single night what I do is I just like let go of of whatever is like hurting me or something that like I like or something that I was embarrassed about or something that like shouldn't have been said or whatever I like make sure to let go of it before I go to sleep and I feel like that's what's been helping me to get to this like higher vibe um in order to like let things come in and um like with my book that's almost um out like it's just like all been like coming together so I've just been like really happy about that but that's just like a quick little tip about like letting things go and and not holding on to to anything and I feel like that is what is also going to um like allow me to get to like my best self my best body like the body that I chose um and like I said it's already been happening like literally like I wish I could get, like, my husband on here and be, like, tell them that it's true because I feel like what I say, it's not going to seem believable. But literally, overnight, and, like, I don't have a scale at the house, so I can't even tell you, like, how much, like, 
pounds wise but just by looks okay like I was wearing these like little shorts and like when I'm just around at home my husband like I don't care if like my fat hangs out literally like it was like overflow like complete muffin top and literally overnight when I woke up the next morning it was like like my it was like there was nothing that was coming over like it was like perfectly in line with my shorts like my body and I'm like are you saying this like how is this possible I was completely shook um and but that's literally it it's just by little by little of like letting things go that overnight it's like it's kind of like what they say like it takes 10 years to be an overnight sensation it's kind of like that where you you work at it you work at it you work at it and then you have like instant results almost um but it's because I've been like working on it and working on it so so yeah I just think that's like really cool how like energy works um but but yeah oh one thing I forgot to say when I was like talking about like how we all have like our own um ways of um oh like with the buckets so like we all have like different levels for like the different buckets like the different aspects of our lives and to like further say like how true that is is that have you ever gone to eat with like skinny people (laughs) and they literally like every single time I've ever gone out to eat with the people um regardless of their size I'm just like oh I only eat with skinny people (laughs) it's not like that but if you ever pay attention to how much people eat, the thinner you are, the more you eat. And the bigger you are, the less you eat. Like, not you, like, specifically, like, you, but just, like, anybody who you see. That's literally has been the trend. And I've been, like, noticing this for a couple months now. And literally every single time that the thinner that somebody is, the more that they're going to eat. And... And yeah, and like I said, yet, like, it's not direct um, correlation, you know what I mean? Like, with the whole, like, oh, just diet and exercise and you'll be skinny too. It's like, no, that's that's not true. So, it's just, like, kind of interesting, like, how that whole thing happens. Um, oh, okay, this is a super interesting fact. Um, so, I wrote, soulmates bring out the fat. So, have you ever heard, I'm sure you have, where the second that you get into a relationship, like, you both gain a couple of pounds, um, and some people could be like, oh, it's because when you're, like, when you first start dating somebody, you, you go out to eat more often, and so, so then, of course, you're gonna gain more pounds because you're eating out instead of eating in, and it's all about the food. But that's not necessarily true because sometimes, especially people like during like quarantine, it still happened to them and they weren't going out to eat or they weren't, I mean, I guess you could be ordering food and bringing it in, but the people that I'm talking about didn't, they didn't do that either, but yet they still gained some pounds and they're like, why is this happening? Well, let me tell you. So in the last episode, I talked about the whole like onions, right? And so like we each have like our layers and so we're like... By meeting different soulmates, we're, like, unlayering ourselves so that we can get down to, like, the essence of who we are. Well, sometimes when we have, like, like the energy that's, like, stored inside of us, um, 
when it's stored and it's been stored in there for a long time, it's like, it's like back in like the freezer. <laughs> like, you know, like how, like you see, I'm sure you've seen those episodes on TV where they go into like a storage locker, um, like ice storage and they have like all like the meat back there and it's all like frozen. It's been there for like hundreds of years or whatever. Um, and okay, what I'm like the one that came up in my head was the um regular show one where Mordecai and Rigby go to the back and then there's like these like crazy hot dogs and they think that it's just like one or two and then hundreds end up coming out and they're all like evil and they're trying to like do this whole thing. So like that. So that's kinda like how like the energy is. Um that's like stored like back in like the freezer and so it's like not been touched just like there um and so then when we meet a soulmate that's why I said soulmate instead of like a friend because a friend will bring out different parts of you but a soulmate will bring out like the deep parts of you that you've like stored away and like under lock and key and everything and so when they bring that out of you it like defrosts and then it kind of like with that hot dog idea that it like they multiply and so then that's like why it's like when you're like gaining weight when you're with somebody it's because all of that energy is like coming up to the surface and so the reason it comes out to the up to the surface is because now you have the opportunity to let it go and if you let it go, then you'll lose the weight, no problem. But if you don't let it go, then that's when you keep it. And I feel like the same, like I've never had a baby, so I can't speak to it necessarily. But the way that I view it is that um, same thing goes like with like baby weight. Um, you know, I love Casey Musgraves and she has like, um, she still hasn't lost that baby weight and that baby's about to graduate from college. Um, but... It's like you have to let things go. And then this is like the, the major thing that came to mind is that this literally will solve like the whole like I like literally found the fountain of youth. And let me tell you, it literally is letting things go. And that sounds so wild. Like it's literally that simple. But it is. And let me tell you how. Well, first of all, I can put this whole idea by myself like maybe a week ago. And then like two days ago, I found this TikTok where she's like, literally, she talks about this like study where they took like a bunch of like old people and they put them in this um, like this town that literally looked like the 1950s and that after being there for a while, they completely um, were they like all like got better and they were like had like mobility of like 25 years younger and like they like their skin cleared up and they looked like their wrinkles like it was like a whole like crazy thing that it's all about your mind like your mind is the only thing that ages you and the reason why your mind ages you is because you have all of this baggage so for those people to go back to like a different time and to like be like timeless like they literally like trick their brains or their consciousness to think like oh, like, I'm back in this, in this place, this is how, this is how my body was in this place, and when we, when we know that time has passed, that's when we start growing old, like, I'm, that out of, like, my friends, I'm the oldest, and never, like, knock on wood, (laughs) actually have, like, real wood here, um, 
And even if I did, I don't know why I locked on wood, because honestly, even if I did, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But what I find really interesting is that I'm the oldest out of my entire friend group, like even my husband, my sisters, I'm the oldest. And I have never had a gray hair. And all of these like younger people than I are always complaining about all their gray hairs. And I'm like, that's like not even a thing for me because I still feel like I'm a 20 year old, you know, even though I'm going to be 30 in a few months, like I still feel 20. But what's been really cool for me is that I feel like I'm still a 20 year old, but who's like now like more emotionally mature. But like, I feel like I haven't aged, um, and I'll post some pictures on the on the website I like from my 10th birthday I literally like I have pigtails I will literally put pigtails on and post a picture and I literally look identical except for I changed my hair color and then some people are like oh yeah you've never had a, a white hair because you change your hair color so much but like I have roots and they would come out in their roots um and so I just think that's like super interesting but oh yeah so my whole thing so all you have to do is let go and by letting go you're like you're letting go of all of those like years of all of like the stuff that like holds you back and like makes you feel old and like all those like pains and diseases like it's all because you can't let things go so for example here are just a few diseases and again this is just a theory so if you are experiencing something like or you know someone who has like tell them about this um if you think if you think it's right like everyone's like to each their own kind of thing and everyone has a different way of like viewing illness but this is mine so let's start with um diabetes and i'll start with this one first because this episode is about like the body and so diabetes is where you're um your pancreas no longer secretes insulin. Um, and so it's like with the whole like sugar thing um, and all of that. But what the, the fundamental part of it is like why this part of your body isn't working anymore is because you're always being mean to your body. And I feel like by having this like negative relationship with your body, that's what causes diabetes. Because, like, for instance, my grandma, she has all, like, her mom had diabetes, um, and so she, and her sisters have diabetes, and so she was always, like, I'm gonna take super good care of myself, like, she, she ate minimally, she always made sure that her, like, she wasn't eating too much sugar, and all of that, and she still got it. And so, like, and I'm not saying, like, why, like, oh, it's just because she doesn't have, like, I don't know, I don't know her relationship with her own body, I have no idea, but what I find to be interesting is that diabetes um targets or it's like predisposed to communities of color like why is that you know and it's all like what i was saying in the first episode about like the imagine imagination that we're living in the white man's imagination and we're here so i just think that that's like kind of interesting but if that's not enough proof for you let me think about the tell you about the next one alzheimer's so alzheimer's is the disease that where you or dementia where you like forget things right so what's happening here on a spiritual level is that the per you as a person if you have this disease um like just roll with me okay (laughs) um 
is that you're trying to forget something. There's a memory that you're trying to repress. Um, and your your mind's like, like, are you sure? Like, let's just like go through this. And you're not listening. And so you're just trying to like forget something, forget a memory or like something that was too painful to to experience or I don't know. But there's something that you're trying to forget, and so then your consciousness is like, okay, fine, bet. Like, we'll just forget everything. When you're trying so hard to forget one thing, or a couple of things, I don't know, um, then you just end up forgetting everything. So that's how that happens. Next is cancer. And so um, my husband has had a lot of relatives who have died from cancer and he's like cancer like literally eats you from the inside out um and so kind of like with my whole like the this is the opposite of what I was talking about with the whole letting go thing is that you have to let go to like have your like your quote-unquote perfect body for you for you not for like what society says um but um if you can't let things go, then your body will be like, bet, we'll do it for you. We'll let everything go till you're, you literally have no insides once the cancer eats you up. And so what's interesting is that every cancer, like it's, you could have, I feel like breast cancer is like a common one. Um, and that's like around your heart region you know so that's like your heart chakra imbalance and so you have you have like breast cancer what's what's portrayed on the outside so that could be like a body thing or that could be like how you how you communicate with like the outer outer world and that could be like a result of of or breast cancer would be a result of that of like that negative relationship or lung cancer could be like an inside thing where you don't you're working you have a a block in your in your heart chakra um and I feel like that's why people are like oh it's like lung cancer comes from like smoking and I'm sure that there is some truth to that because like the whole like reality theory that like everything has some truth but first of all like why are you smoking you know like there there's a reason why people pick up these vices and so it could be that something's going on on the inside, and that's how the cancer gets developed. Um, my uncle just died of, um, of, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what it was right now, but it was colon cancer. And where is the colon? It's like around the root chakra. And so, um, like being at the funeral and listening to everybody like they would like his wife even full on said like um that he was always that person that would be down to 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 help um to help everybody and to like take on everybody's struggle and that he would keep it in so that others wouldn't have to suffer and that would be like for his family so like what's the root chakra about like family so he was like he basically like sacrificed himself 
so that they didn't have to do that. But the thing is that he didn't have to do that. He had to just let it go and then everything would be okay. Um, and of course he didn't know that at the time and like, I don't blame him. And then even at the funeral, I was like, I could have, if I had, if I had come up with this realization sooner, I would have been able to help him and then he wouldn't have died. Um, but what was super interesting was that that day I got the day of the funeral, I got a, um, um, a notification from the pattern app and I've talked about the pattern app before but it had never it was like kind of creepy how spot on it was and it was like today's gonna be a hard day and just know that there was nothing you could have done it was out of your control and at, when I read that I was like what like is something else gonna happen like, I was like low-key freaking out but then when I was sitting there at the funeral that's like when like the thought came back to me and it was like this is the pattern app like there's nothing you could have done but you learn from him you learn from this awful time you learn from this death and that's I feel like that's like what kind of like solidified this theory and like now I'm sharing it with you so maybe like his death could help you and your family members or anybody else that you may know that may have a disease that they have to like dig deep inside of themselves and and learn to let things go and then that kind of reminds me of um Corby um that I interviewed a couple of weeks ago and she called herself a cancer dancer that she's had cancer three times but you can't fight it that you have to dance you have to dance through it and by by dancing through it you you don't let it win and you find out like what what you needed to let go of um and she didn't say the whole letting go thing that's my thing she just said she you have to like not fight it because if you fight it you're gonna lose is what she said um so so yeah um, now that we're all, like, super dark and depressed, um, we're going to move on to the whole sex thing that I have been promising you forever. Um, so we're gonna have a quick break and then let's get into the sex stuff. <laughs> I was gonna try to come up with something like, let's get like physical or like let's get um like sexy and I was just like nah, I'm just gonna be like let's just go talk about the sex stuff. Okay, see you after the break. Alright, welcome back. So let's talk about sex. So, there is just so much to go into it. So, like what I said, I keep saying so. So, at the beginning of last um, episode, um, I was talking, like, because I honestly thought the first one was going to be all about sex. And now here we are, an episode and a half later, and now finally we're going to talk about sex. So, um, I started the last one about saying, like, how I um, lost my virginity at age 23 and, like, how old that is compared to, like, everybody else. Um, and I feel like it's not talked enough about, like, losing your virginity in your 20s. Like, I feel like it's, um, like, people only talk about losing their virginity, like, in high school and stuff. And I'm sure that not everybody was having sex in high school. So that's a first, like, destigmatized kind of thing that we have to, like, 
jump over as a society that like not everyone's gonna lose their virginity um in the back of a car at prom you know like i feel like that's like like, all the movies are like oh yeah like at prom we're gonna fuck and we're gonna do this this and this you know like no a lot of people don't do that i'm sure there are a lot of people who do do that and there's nothing wrong with that you know like you do you but i feel like they talk about like losing your virginity as like something that's like super um that you lose it because you're immature or you lose it because like you're you're in like puppy love and you're like dumb and all of that and I feel like that's like that's like why we have so many like teen pregnancies because it's like in a way like if you're not having sex in high school it's like like then you're not like worthy in a way that that it's like that nobody wants you then you're just ugly and fat is basically like what the message is if you're not having sex in high school um that's like what it feels like at least um but so for my personal story of like why I decided to wait it actually wasn't because um wasn't like for lack of opportunity it was more because I was just such a people pleaser that I was like there's no way I can disappoint my parents because um how old was I I must have been like 11 or 12 before I even got my period um and that's a whole other topic that I might get into (laughs) after the story we'll see (laughs) um but I was like 11 or 12 and my 14 year old cousin got pregnant and the way that my parents talked about her was so awful that it was like I I feel like I didn't even realize that it was trauma till right this second that I'm talking about it like I was traumatized by the way they were talking about her and I was like oh my gosh like there's I can never do that so for the longest time I was just terrified of having sex and like I would like make out or like do other things and then I would always stop it and I always like thought that was such a good thing at the time I was like oh like I'm so powerful that I can say no I can I don't have to give in to temptation and mind you this is also um like what was like I went to a Christian school for college you know like it was like very much like that was like not only were like my parents like getting I was getting from my parents like don't have sex don't do this and I don't think they ever like we never had a sex talk okay so here I will talk about the whole period thing we never had a sex talk my parents and I we never we never like I don't even like I don't even think I ever told my mom when I got my period kind of thing like I had learned about it in school so like I knew what to do I came home one day I looked down I'm like oh my gosh like I'm bleeding and then I was like, okay, let me, like, look in, like, the medicine cabinet, not the medicine cabinet, but, you know, like, under, under the sink kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, like, let me find something, I found it, I used it, and then that was it, and then later it came out, like, oh, like, hey, can you buy me some pads, because I'm on my period, and it, like, was, like, I don't know, like, it wasn't, like, a big thing, you know, I don't know, um, but, that's also actually something man me and my tangents but it's fine um because that's also something that I wanted to talk about because um my sister recently just turned 21 um like a two weeks ago or something and 
my parents, not that they were like proud, like, oh, you're 21, but it was like, we went out to dinner, they bought her her first margarita, and obviously she drank before this, but it was like a proud moment, like, oh, my child is now of age to drink alcohol, but we don't celebrate, like, menstruation, and I'm not saying that you need to, like, throw, like, a whole party or anything, or even, um, like, congratulate your kids for having sex, but menstruation is a part, is a beautiful part of life, of a woman's, um, journey and sex is something that should be so beautiful that it should be between two people who are are so connected that they want to show this beautiful side of themselves with somebody and be that intimate with somebody and be that vulnerable and and communicate all these beautiful things yet alcohol is poison it's literally poison so it's like why are we celebrating kids being able to poison themselves but we're not celebrating them for for growing in their in their journey like when they get their period or when or when they have sex and again I feel like that's kind of creepy like yay you just you just (laughs) what's that what's that song by Lonely Island like I just had sex (laughs) like I'm not saying that it should be like a whole like big thing like that because I feel like that's kind of (laughs) creepy But what I am saying is that, like, why why do we live in a culture where we're celebrating poisoning ourselves versus loving ourselves? And I feel like that's the root of what I'm trying to get at. But anyway, what back to my story about like how I um, how I grew up. So so yeah, so I went to college at a Christian school and. So, yes, even though all of my friends were having sex, I was, like, absolutely not. And, like, I was the virgin of the group, and I was so proud of that title. Like, I don't know, like, if it, like, made... I don't know why it, like, made me feel better about myself, but maybe because it was the whole Christianity, like, I'm the one who's, like, saved and you guys are not, but I never thought of it that way at the time. Like, I was, like, super... I loved hearing their stories, and I loved, like... Yeah, like, I was was very supportive. I was like, yeah, go get that dick, you know? <laughs> but, but, like, now looking back, I'm like, well, why did I, like, love my title as the virgin? And then, like, when I lost it, it, like, I, like, I literally didn't know who I was because I had held on to that virgin identity for so long that I, like, went down this, like, spiral and I was just like, who am I? What am I doing? All of that stuff. Um, and I feel like sex has always just been, like, demonized, and I don't want it to be that way, and that's, like, partly why I wrote this book, um, and I say book lightly, um, it is gonna be, like, an actual, like, book book, like, it's gonna have, like, a cover and everything, it's gonna be, right now it's, like, 150 pages, um, no, sorry, like, it's gonna be 180 pages, like, when it's, I'm basically done, so that's why I'm, like, it's not like I'm gonna add more to it, so it's, like, um, basically done, I'll be out by the end of the week, and, um, yeah, I'm just, like, doing, like, the final edits, and I got the cover back yesterday, so I'm really excited about that, um, 
So, so yeah, so let me tell you about this book. So, it's like an actual book, but it's just full of questions. And it's cool and it's different than other, like, sex books or sex games or anything like that because typically those other games, it's just, like, one kind of question or it's just, like, a bunch of things. But mine is 100 questions for different things. So there's 100 never have I ever. There's 100 truth or dares. Um, like a hundred truths and a hundred dares. Um, then I have like a whole like section about like this or that or yes or no or like what ifs and would you rather's and and yeah. Oh, and then I have this like whole new category called who's down. And what's really cool about that one is that every time that I would play like Never Have I Ever, like in college and stuff, like it was Like, sometimes I would, like, obviously, like, wouldn't put a finger down because I really hadn't done anything at the time. But it was all, I always, like, wanted to to be, like, but I would do that, you know? Um, And so I created this whole, like, part. It's called Who's Down? And it's, like, who's down to do blank? And it's, like, the whole point of that one is just to, like, allow people to share their, their fantasies and to share like what what turns them on and what just so just so that it's like um not weird because I feel like so like like thank god for my husband that I can be open and honest with him but before him like it was always like like I always felt bad for like the fantasies that I had or like the way that I would like view things and there's honestly there was nothing wrong with it but I just had like this like weird guilt around sex Um, maybe because I never talked about it with my parents or maybe because, um, like you just like learn from your friends or from watching TV and movies or even like porn and that's not, none of that's real. And so I created this book so that we can have an open conversation about sex and we can, um, like just like, just normalize it because when you normalize things, then you can talk about it and it's not taboo and it's like literally so natural. It's part of life. And then people wouldn't have these like sex blocks. And, and yeah. And so I feel like also like with that, like you wouldn't, I feel like a lot of times people have not, um, a lot of times, but I must say most of the time, a lot of people have sex for validation like, when they have sex with somebody, they're like, oh, like, it raises their self-confidence by saying, like, oh, like, I bang that, you know? And then it just, like, sexualizes everything, sexualizes, um, just, like, the whole experience, like, it sexualizes sex, which sounds weird, because sex is supposed to be, like, a beautiful thing, and, like, that's what's so cool about my book, too, like, here I am, like, like, this is, like, the thing that I need to get better at, um, because it is such a good book, and then, but, like, right now, like, I felt like I was bragging, and I'm, like, then it was, like, the receptors, like, my whole, like, neural network was, like, you can't brag, but it's, like, this book is amazing, so, like, why can't I talk about it, you know, and it's not bragging, because it's all real, like, this is literally what the book is about, um, but that's why I love my book so much, is because it, it has, like, the raunchy, like, the, um, like, the crazy things in there that's, like, the sexualized parts of sex, but then it also has, like, these questions that make you, like, think, 
um, deeper about sex. And like literally one of the truths is, why do you have sex? And to like really like ask yourself that question, why do you want to um, have this intimate moment with somebody? Why do you want to share your body with somebody? Is it for validation? Is it to show them that you love them? Like, wh- where, why do you want to do this? Um, and so, yeah, so that's why I really love my book because it, like, gets to those deep questions. But then, like, the next one is, like, I dare you to suck someone's weenus, you know? <laughs> like, the little part of your elbow. Like, it's, like, silly and, like, fun. Um, and, and yeah, like, some of the would-you-rathers, like, they're, they're also silly and fun, and, like, the what-ifs, like, what if you fell in love with a vampire, would you go off in the sunset with them, but then I also have, like, the deep ones, where it's, like, what if, um, women's and men's nipples were treated equally, like, would you ever wear a bra? Probably not, like, yeah, like, I think that's just so silly that if you can see a guy's nipples and, like, girls don't get, like, all crazy turned on, but if you see a woman's nipples, it's like, oh my gosh, you see her nipples? And, like, that's the part that I feel like is wrong with society, you know? Like, we are equal. We're both human. So, like, what's the difference? Oh, and then the other part of my book is that, um... I make sure to, like, include everybody, so, like, I, the language that I tr- try to use is very inclusive for, like, um, for, like, the whole LGBTQ plus community, and, like, some of it, like, I tr- really try, like, the whole, like, non-binary stuff, because I would say, like, the opposite sex or, like, the opposite gender, and I'm, like, but how do I say that with, like, non-binary, so, like, for one of them, one of the dares is, like, um, switch clothes with the person who's dressed opposite of you, <laughs> so, like, it could be, like, maybe you're a girly girl, and there's somebody who's, like, um, like, emo or, like, an e-girl or something, and you, like, switch clothes because you're opposite, even if you are the same gender or same, um, sex or whatever, and so, just, like, things like that, just, like, have, like, an inclusive place where we can all just talk about sex. I feel like that's, like, what the world needs more of, and that's why I I wrote this book, and then what's cool is that I do have, like, some, like, spiritual stuff in there. I'm, like, what if you knew every Zodiac characteristic? Which Venus sign would you fuck? And so maybe that'll also, like, encourage um, people to, like, look up more past just the sun sign, um, and yeah, so, like, that's my book, and it's gonna come out, um, on Friday, so tomorrow, oh my gosh, it's tomorrow, and, and yeah, so it'll be on Amazon, and, like, I'll post about it and everything, I'll make some TikToks about it, but, um, but yeah, like, I'm just, like, really excited about this book, um, and I just hope that you have so much fun. I even write it, like, in the first, like, bit I write that you could, like, literally go through the questions by yourself, you know, like, if you are shy about talking about sex. Like, even me, like, writing this book, and at first I wasn't even put my name on it. I was just going to be, it's going to be under Bellis Brew Productions. Um, but then when I saw the cover and I'm like, mm, it needs my name. So it is, it's going to have Laura Lynn on it. I'm going to have a picture of myself in the back. And... It's, like, kind of scary because it's, like, what what are my parents going to think? 
or like if anybody like from high school or like college when like I had like that identity of like the virgin is now writing a sex book um and I've thought about that and at this point like I honestly do not care anymore and it's like so crazy to get to this point from being like I always call myself a recovering people pleaser because I know that this might upset people but I'm okay with that I'm okay with with putting this book out there and and I know that it is gonna have some good it's gonna open conversations that were previously closed and I am really proud about that and and yeah so let me talk um more about it so okay so back to before I started with the book about like validation like with um like reasons why we have sex so the validation um is a big one but the thing is is that we should be having sex to honor our body to to like allow it to feel pleasure and not just from anybody but to allow it to like your body feel good by connecting with somebody and I feel like that's what's so cool about like this podcast with like connect to nature new perspectives on yourself like by having sex you're doing all of them you're connecting to nature you're connecting with another body you're connecting with another earth being um as well as their soul being you're connecting to source so that and then you're connecting to yourself of like allowing yourself to communicate with somebody and to to tell them like what feels good and what doesn't feel good and with the new perspectives like like with my book I keep talking about it but with my book like it's going to give you some ideas of like things to do in bed or things that you would never think about before that you could do in bed um or it also has some like really weird stuff like weird fetishes and stuff that are unheard of some of these I was like I don't even know that was a thing and it is and instead of like shaming people for like having weird fetishes like allowing them to open up about it and to maybe like get to the root of why do you get sexually turned on by this for instance um this is not one of the weird this is like I feel like this is fairly common with like BDSM you know um like all like the re I feel like the reason why like powerful people enjoy being a submissive is because it's like the opposite so that's what turns them on is by being submissive because they have to be dominant in um in quote-unquote real life but the thing is is like I feel like that's like their body's way of trying to um trying (laughs) to use the word balance again but like trying to balance in like this whole like yin yang kind of way where they instead of like it's like the whole like masculine and feminine energy so they have to have this feminine side come out and I'm not saying that women have to be submissive 100% not saying that I'm saying like the energy like feminine energy is naturally submissive and if you're constantly trying to like be this like hot shot man like Taylor Swift's song the man like if she were a man she'd be able to like get all these things but women we have to work work twice as hard to get half as far um and so maybe that's why we like being submissive um in in bed or it could be the opposite like with men too men it's tiring 
being just having just the masculine energy all the time and so they have they want to be submissive in bed or there's even like this whole like shaming where they feel ashamed but they can't express it in their real life so they use it in sex because sex is something like that's taboo and it's like private and I'm not saying that sex needs to be public um, but what I'm saying is that the conversations need to be public, that we need to be able to talk about sex and, and not feel ashamed and not feel um, inferior in any way. Like this is literally like a natural thing. And I don't know like why it's been taken so far out of context. Um, and so maybe people wouldn't need to be submissive in bed if they were able to to explore this feminine energy outside of the bedroom. And this, I, I don't, I don't talk about rape or like pedophilia or anything like that in the book. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to be like a, a trigger warning and stuff like that. Um, but I can talk about it here on the podcast. And so like, um, with pedophilia, it's, I really feel like it's a spiritual thing that people are interested in younger people. And I feel like it's also kind of like how, it, girls talk about this a lot, like when they're being sexualized, like on TikTok and stuff, they talk about this, that men like it when girls look young, when they like shave um their vaginas because that's like what a young girl's would look like or don't wear makeup because that's what a young girl would look like so it's like we have this like pedophilic society and I really believe it's a spiritual thing where you you feel you feel so bad about yourself like you're, so you feel so inferior that the only thing that turns you on is someone who is even more inferior to you so as an adult you go for a kid um and I keep using the word you um obviously I don't mean you exactly the listener I mean just like in a broad way so I feel like if we believed that we deserved the best then not I'm not saying like you know what I mean right like <laughs> I'm not saying that like because kids shouldn't be like in that situation at all um but what I mean is like when you feel when you feel good about yourself you're gonna match somebody with that same energy and then that energy is going to be somebody who reflects that back to you who's not a kid you know what I'm trying to say right um so so yeah and I feel like that could be I haven't looked into other um like fetishes or like philia um but that was I I just wanted to like tell you that that wasn't in the book because I don't support that and I don't think that that should be normalized to like talk about like getting with little kids because that's just not right um and one may say like oh with the whole like good and bad part like there's nothing good there's nothing bad but the thing is is that you are causing someone harm so I feel like everything is okay um as long as there's consent but kids are so willing to please and they're easily co coerced that they can't 
they can't be at a place where they can voice their opinion um, when they're really little. And so, yeah, that's, like, with the whole, like, consent thing. It's kind of, yeah. Okay, I'm just, I feel like I'm just, like, I'm rambling on now. So I'm just gonna, like, leave that point alone. Um, but, but, yeah, so, um, now talking about, like, women's bodies and stuff, um, like, there's a lot of cultures that, say that women's bodies need to be like covered and like oh that's what I want to talk about with the whole like being sexy stuff so um like when you when you get dressed up to go to a club like this is speaking as a girl when you I'll say I because it's about me (laughs) when I get dressed up to go to a club and like I put on like these clothes that that make me feel sexy like I like, exude this confidence because I feel good about how I look, and that's, like, why I love going to rave so much because I can literally wear pasties and feel so good about myself and no one's gonna sexualize me, and it's the best feeling in the entire world to, like, wear whatever you want, whatever's gonna make you feel good and not have to worry about creeper people coming up to you. Whereas if you're going to, like, a club, like, you're looking sexy, you're feeling good, but then a lot of people are going to come up to you, so sometimes you, like, just, like, want to cover up. But the thing is, is, like, then you're like, well, why am I going to cover up? This is my body. Like, I should be able to do whatever I want with my body. Um, whatever's going to make my body and my and and me feel good, you know? Like, my mind, body, and spirit. Like, if I feel good, like, what is it to anybody else? And the thing is that other people, like, try to, like, bring you down and try to, like, degrade you and, like, oh, well, it was her fault for wearing this, 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 this clothes. Like, how is that her fault? You know? Like, she was expressing her own self. Other people need to have, like, their own self-control, you know? So... I don't know, I had so much anger in me <laughs> until it all came out. Um, but, but yeah, and so I, like, wanted to talk about that, that there, so, like, um, for instance, oh my gosh, do not get me, I mean, I'm, I'm like, don't get me started, but I'm gonna get myself started, that, um, dress codes in school, especially, I taught middle school for five years. Middle school dress codes are completely sexist, girls can't wear can't wear a top because it's going to distract the boys but the boys can go around shirtless in PE like how does that make any sense it's just that girls aren't horn dogs that need to go and do everything the thing is the reason why boys are horn dogs that need to go and get quote-unquote distracted by girls is because we don't teach boys how to be respectable 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 respectful we don't teach boys how to be respectful and we say oh boys are boys will be boys like no teach them how to be a respectable human being and then that's it you don't have to worry about it and yeah like middle school dress codes if a bra strap is like like on the side they'll get carded for that like that's so or like even like wearing a skirt like a skirt has to be like below your knee but it's like, if you feel comfortable with the skirt, like, I'm not saying, like, your butt hang out, but if you're comfortable with the skirt, like, half your knee, like, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's just, like, completely unfair, and it just makes me so mad, and so, like, that the only solution is, like, oh, well, girls just need to cover up more, and then you have these cultures where all they, 
all their their like all you can see is their eyes like if they show their their ankle or their wrist it's like oh like oh okay like like that's that's too much and um even just yesterday I was watching American Dad and I never watch those kinds of shows um, but I was actually working on my book and my husband played it and it was so interesting that there was like this um this lady who um she was Muslim on the show and you could only see her eyes and then the husband I forgot what he said to her because I was only half paying attention but um she, oh he, she's like he's like you're showing too much skin and so she like covers her eyes and then he's like, go and make me a sandwich. And then she like falls and dies because she like can't see because she like literally covered head to toe. But then you so then I feel like the westernized view is like, oh, like, um, like women need to have more rights, um, like in like Muslim cultures and everything and like be able to like show off their bodies and everything. But then if you actually talk to somebody who wears a hijab, a lot of the times they like it. Like the woman enjoys and they enjoy wearing a hijab. And like when I taught fifth grade, um, so apparently you don't have to wear a hijab if you're a little girl. It's not until you're 16 or so where you have the choice. Uh, well, the kids that I taught who were more Americanized had the choice. I don't know how it is in other cultures or like in other places in the world. Um, but these girls they were so excited. They're like, they were, I taught fifth grade, so they're like 10, 11. And they were so excited. They're like, I can't wait until I'm old enough to wear a hijab. Like, I'm so excited to wear a hijab because it's like, um, part of their culture and they, and they really, they really like it. So like I said, like everything, I feel like everything's about consent. And like, even, even like, like in this situation, when they're 10, they're able to decide what they like or what they don't like. And I don't mean in a sexual way, but I mean like in the way that they dress their bodies. And that's the part that I want to like bring up that their body, like have like the kind of the relationship that you have with your body is the most important thing and that it shouldn't be sexualized. And then what's also so crazy is that if we... Like, I feel like why like, women's nipples are, like, so taboo is because, like, we're not exposed to them. And I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, like, everybody just, like, flash everything. And honestly, I'm down for just, like, never wearing a bra. And, like, if my nipples show, okay, I don't care. And if other, other women's nipples show, okay, I don't care. Um, but, oh, man, what was I saying? But, oh, but what I'm saying is, is that if more people do that, then it'll be normalized and then it won't be a big deal. Um, but so similarly, it's kind of like when someone touch, like when you're talking and someone touches your arm, that's not sexual. It's just your arm, you know, who cares? But the thing is that if it was covered up all the time and you were like, let's say like your arms had to be covered, but your boobs could be out. Eventually your arms would be sexualized because they would be the taboo thing because those are the things that are not, um, shown. It's kind of, my sister, she lives in Michigan and she's like, I have, she's like on dating sites. She's like, I have never gotten so many requests of like, of like pictures of my feet. And she's like, I honestly feel like it's because, um, like almost six months out of the year, like just yesterday it started snowing again over there and it's already middle of April. Um, that people don't see people's feet like they're always covered whereas here in California I don't think on all the dating sites I've ever been on I've never gotten a request to see my feet because I live in California where I literally wear sandals nine times out of ten where anybody can see my feet you know 
So I feel like that's like what makes things taboo is when it can't be shown. So if we were to like walk out, walk out with our tits out, it wouldn't be a big deal after a couple of years because then everybody's would just be out and it would be fine but the the re but the fact that it is so secretive and that it is so taboo and the only where 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 you can see tits are on like Pornhub that's what makes that's what like accelerates it and that's what sexualizes sex when it's not even like that that we need to get back to that how like sex is literally just an energetic transfer and that's why people say that, like, you, whoever you have sex with, it's like if you're having sex with all of the people that they've had sex with, and it's because they carry their energy. And, and yeah, and so that's why you need to know the, the person that you're having sex with because you need to know what kind of energy you're bringing into, into your own body. Um, and if we think about it this way, instead of just like saying like absence, like don't have sex and don't do this and don't do that, because all that does make people want to do it more, um, to have this like conversation with, um, with teenagers and to, to tell them like, did you know that like 10 year olds are having sex now? Like that just blows my mind. Um, yeah, like I've just been hearing stories and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you are so little, like you're a baby. Why do you feel the need to do that? You know? And I feel like a lot of it has to do with validation that they don't feel good in their body, that they need the validation of someone else to tell them. And so it's like the whole thing, like, oh, well, like if they want to do this with me, that must mean I'm pretty. Um, But I feel like if we talked about it through energy... Like, um, there's nothing wrong with, with doing that, but as long as, like, you're aware of this energy exchange and to, like, really just, like, have that internal validation that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, that you just need you, um, and if you want to, like, have a sexual experience with somebody it's because you guys are on the same like energy level and you guys can help each other like bring out like all the stuff in the freezer I was talking about earlier and I don't necessarily mean that just to like get fat but to like by letting go of things is how we're going to like peel back the onions the layers of the onion to like get to like who we are at our core um and so yeah so like those are my thoughts about sex and that we just need to teach kids um like how how beautiful this thing is and how you you don't you don't need it right now like you need it like I don't know how to put it (laughs) that you don't you don't need sex you honestly don't you don't need sex the way that you need water or food or housing you don't need sex you you have sex in order to to show your love to show your genuine connection to you could even like there's like um there's like sex magic where you can like literally heal through sex um and so I feel like that's really beautiful and I also just like want to put like a disclaimer out there about like sex workers. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker. Like, I was um actually um I wasn't watching this podcast because it was on YouTube, and this she's um 
she's a prostitute in Las Vegas and she was like so happy about it and she was like so passionate about it and it was just like really cool the way that she was like talking about it that she really is like making the world a better place by having sex with these people because she's like it's electrifying like how I can like spread my energy like through this act and I thought that was really beautiful and it's like really cool how like that that can happen too and how she can like really is like changing the world through having sex and I feel like it's so demonized um in society and sex workers are like viewed less than when it's not even like that like I feel like people that like for instance like Mia Khalifa she's a porn star and she's like I she's like I think it's funny that the people from my culture like the men from my culture who would say these horrible things about me are the ones who are jerking off to my videos so it's like this whole like thing where it's like demonized but people want it and and yeah like it doesn't have to be demonized it can be like a really beautiful thing just like the perspective that you take on with it and and yeah at this point I feel like I'm just kind of rambling I feel like you understand where, where I'm getting at like how sex should be and how sex is and like how we need to like educate our kids and to empower them so that they don't have sex for the wrong reasons that they have sex for the right reasons and to to honestly make the world a better place because I feel like when you orgasm you're literally releasing energy and that's the whole point of like peeling back the onions is to like get to who you are the layers of the onion to get to who you are so that you can um be who you are and by you have to just like release all that energy okay I feel like I'm just rambling now so I will um so what's gonna go on I didn't post the last Sunday so I'm gonna post on Friday so actually not tomorrow because I posted this one late so probably Saturday and then another one Sunday and then another one Wednesday so let me tell you a little bit about who um, is going to be a guest for the one on Saturday so his name is Philip Montrose and it's really cool so if you heard the Anne Hintz episode about insight he like takes that idea about like tapping and we actually do like a whole tapping like exercise during the interview and it's super cool um and then he also um just like he's just super wise and just like goes into a lot of different like topics like that and so that is what is going to come out on Saturday and then on Sunday we have um a lawyer who got cancer and he he was a defender for Jody Arias um go look her up before you listen to the to the um episode because it was like a wild case um his name is Kirk Nurmi and and yeah so that was like a super cool interview too and that'll come out on Sunday and then Wednesday it'll be me again and I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about yet but it'll be something good (laughs) and so yeah I hope that you learned something today if you did please um leave a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this podcast 
Um, and if you're feeling generous, you can go to the website and donate or shop for some merch. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to the very end and I'll see you on Saturday. Bye.